hello, hello. My name is Rula Jessica, and I am here to remind you that you don't need to look for love because you already are love. If you don't know what I'm talking about, keep listening to Lessons from Love Addiction. So the concept of the phrase inner child is something that I've heard thrown around quite a bit in the mental health space within the past decade, I would say. But I still feel like there's a lot of confusion as to exactly how the inner child relates to our adult self, to our present life. And... What I wanted to say about it is that our inner child is basically where our memories are stored. It's where our very first perceptions of the world around us and of the world's perceptions of us are contained and stored and never really forgotten. They may be intentionally suppressed, you know, due to trauma that a lot of us have unfortunately suffered during our developmental years. However, there's also a lot of positives that can be found within our inner child and beyond the healing and the integration that I would highly, highly recommend everyone to do and stop distracting ourselves from its pain and running from its message and really harness the energy and the creativity and the playfulness and the carefree attitude that our inner child literally embodies. There's a lot of wounding that is stored in our inner child and this is regardless of whether you had a very difficult hard to navigate childhood because this is another thing I hear you know a lot of people are like I don't have any specific memories of you know huge trauma in my past you know in my childhood my parents were great my childhood was beautiful but The fact of the matter is, we were all children at some point in a world that we did not fully understand and that didn't always treat us how we deserve to be treated at this vulnerable age. So along with recognizing and acknowledging exactly how our childhood has affected us in the present, because especially when our inner child has been neglected, the wounded part of this inner child tends to rear its head in our relationships, particularly romantic relationships, but also in, you know, parent-child dynamics, in friendships, in our work, in our career, in the relationships that we establish there. If our inner child's wounds are unaddressed, they will fight kicking and screaming to have them addressed. So that's why I think it's really, really important to understand what exactly are these ideas that we picked up from the world, about the world, and about ourselves that are either helping us move forward into creating the lives and the relationships of our dreams or bringing us backwards. But it also manifests itself and is a lot of the times a core reason as to why we fall into addiction, why we are so attracted to chaos in our romantic relationships. And I mean, the benefits of meeting and integrating and healing your inner child has astronomical benefits. Before I even knew anything about this inner child stuff, heard anything about inner child healing, I had first started meditating 
daily. I got into meditation generally, I'd say about 10 years ago, but I didn't really make it like a daily part of my practice of my self-care rituals till about 18 months ago. And one of the very first guided meditations I had ever heard was about meeting your inner child. And so my inner child, her name is Jessica. I met her for the very first time when I was listening to this guided meditation that was basically saying, okay, visualize yourself walking through a forest. Visualize yourself walking through a luscious green forest and then up ahead you see the figure of a small child. I saw myself. So this was about me when I was like seven years old. I walk up to her. She turns around. She looks at me. I look down at her and I give her this big bear hug. And then, I kid you not, I started bawling like I was a baby. I was cry, like ugly crying, not in my visualization, in real time. Like as I was doing this meditation, just sobbing. It felt like something had been unlocked inside of me. I felt this sense of grief almost being released, but at the same time, it was this sort of freedom of like surrender of like finally finding this little piece of myself that I'd been ignoring for so long embarking on this adventure with her it's honestly been one of the most rewarding experiences in my life and if there's one thing that anyone listening to this takes away from this podcast any tool any coping mechanism any guidance it would be to meet your inner child you guys because when we haven't met our inner child when we're ignoring their cries for attention we are in a state of powerlessness they're running the show our inner child is running the show if you haven't met your inner child, if you're ignoring your inner child's cries for love, then it creates sort of like a shadow aspect in our psyche and it controls us and it manipulates other people through us into getting these needs met. And that ultimately creates resentment because even if people can't overtly understand how they're being manipulated, they can like subconsciously understand if we're trying to manipulate them and get their energy and their time and their attention for not having our needs met and seeking it through that other person. And I remember before I had even met Jessica, I could hear her. I didn't realize that that was my inner child. I could hear her screaming at me, asking me, begging me to meet her needs, to acknowledge her, to nurture her. And I thought that it was the responsibility of the people around me, especially, you know, the men that I was in relationships with. I thought it was their responsibility to nurture me and to give me this sense of wholeness and to really see me and love me and, you know, unconditionally give me positive regard when it was never their responsibility. It was my responsibility all along. The only thing is, after I met Jessica, after I started listening to her, after I started outsourcing her needs to other people rather than myself, rather than mama, rather than grown up Rula Jessica, when I stopped outsourcing her needs, I started tending to her myself, started taking care of her. And then when I would look into the mirror and I would, you know, think I look a little too fat today or a little bit ugly or my hair is not sitting right or whatever, just not feeling good enough, I would remind myself that that's who I'm telling is not good enough. I am telling Jessica 
I'm telling my inner little girl that she is not good enough, that she needs to be skinnier, that she needs to be prettier, that she needs to be better, that she is not enough as she is. And that's heartbreaking. That's heartbreaking. When I realized that that's who I'm talking to, everything changed. The entire game shifted. Not only did my confidence increase, when I let her know that she is perfect just as she is simply for existing and I stopped doing things that were harmful to my body. I stopped starving myself. I stopped using substances because what am I doing? I'm drugging Jessica. I am making her feel unsafe. I'm making myself feel insecure because I am ignoring my inner child's needs, my inner child's wants. And Once I had integrated that part of myself that I had been ignoring for so long, I had so much energy. I realized that I had stopped judging myself for creating. I had dropped that critical voice in my head that was just telling me that everything I created or everything that I was was just not good enough. And so before I had met her, it felt like I was going through life gritting my teeth numb trying to control every person every situation around me just trying and ultimately being a beggar like just trying to get this love that she wanted trying to get the attention that she wanted trying to get the validation that she wanted and I mean I was afraid of everything I was afraid of being too happy because I felt like you know the shoe would drop any second because I mean that's how I felt a lot of times as a little girl and I think we come into this life with this sense of like cosmic abandonment in general like as soon as we come out of our mothers it's like we're unprotected we are just sort of abandoned into this world we don't have the protection of the womb and you know the fluid around us and our mother's voice from the inside and just that sense of security that surrounds us when we're in her womb and you know we pop out we come out into this world and we don't feel protected in that sense of abandonment that sense of insecurity never really goes away until we go back and we integrate that abandoned child that neglected little girl back into our psyche and then once I did that and I made that a part of my daily routine checking in with her asking her what does she need right now is she hungry I'm gonna feed her I'm not gonna starve her because I want to be skittier I was checking in with her I'm like are you tired Jessica okay let's go to sleep we take a little nap 20 minutes middle of the day I can find time to do that I can find time to scroll Instagram and waste an hour of my life. I can definitely find time to take a nap so my inner little girl stops acting up. So yeah, once I met her, I wasn't afraid of being happy anymore. I remember there were points in time where I would feel almost like I was going to cry every time I laughed a little too hard. I felt like it wasn't safe to be happy. And now that I know that this is all connected, I'm going to listen to her cries. I'm going to listen. I'm going to be there for her. I'm going to give her a safe space to express herself without criticism. I am going to nurture her i'm going to encourage her to express herself her individuality any way that she sees fit because she's safe to do that now because i'm holding her my adult self is holding her in my arms and i'm not gonna lie there's like a sort of grief that comes with meeting your inner child it's sort of a grief of leaving 
childhood behind it's sort of like once you meet her and you realize that she's running the show and you got to kind of put her in her place and be like look like we are adults now like you can you can be yourself with me but we gotta experience life from an adult perspective little girl I can't let your emotional reactions deter me off course I can't let you source your happiness from things outside of yourself because I'm right here for you. And there's a grief that comes with that. There's a grief that comes with leaving childhood behind that I feel like is not talked about enough because it's like, okay, we can give ourselves the space to be creative. We can give ourselves the space to non-judgmentally be the person that we wanted to be when we were a little girl. We can give ourselves that space, but there's also this sadness that comes with, whoa, no one's going to do this for me. Okay, I can take it from here, but damn, like, I thought it'd be easier. I thought, you know, this is someone else's job. And, you know, you got to take that little girl kicking and screaming and tell her, I know it's not what you thought it was going to be, but I promise you it's even better. And I'm here now, so there's nothing to worry about. So once I met her, I had so much more energy. I felt myself being more authentic in my daily interactions. I felt myself caring less and less and less and less the more I got to know her about what other people thought of me. Because I realized that the only person's opinion that matters about anything that I do is my own. And if what I say and what I do and who I am are all in alignment, that means that I'm in integrity and that means that I'm being authentic. And that's all that really matters. And it's like, if that bothers other people, if that triggers other people, then that's not really my problem anymore because my sole mission in life is not to be liked anymore. It's to be in full alignment of who I actually came onto this planet to be. Period. So the inner child, like spiritually, my understanding of it is it's, a part of ourselves that we've kind of been ignoring, we've kind of been denying, that's created its own space in our psyche that we're not aware of. Ultimately, we're born alone and we die alone and in between we kind of figure everything out alone. Like, there's people that can serve as guides, our parents or our parent figures included, if we're fortunate to have had that. But generally, we're just here trying to figure out everything on our own by ourselves and it's hard we can almost feel like a child that was abandoned by our creator into this world that we have no idea what we're doing here what's going on and if we don't address that little inner child that feels abandoned and alone they are going to wreak havoc on our relationships who doesn't want a loving relationship who doesn't want to have high self-esteem who doesn't want to have a secure attachment style And not only are we directly affecting our life in a positive way by addressing the wounds of our inner child, we are also healing generational trauma. Generational trauma. So we are breaking the cycle of how our parents or our grandparents or our caretakers, our guardians, essentially taught us to cope with this wounding, with the trauma that our bloodline has endured for centuries and perpetuated. So essentially, when we put in the work to heal ourselves, we're not only 
positively benefiting our own life. We're benefiting the lives of those around us by subjecting them to a healed, whole, integrated, sovereign version of ourselves rather than this hurt, injured version that is seeking to heal through our relationships with other people rather than our relationship with ourself and our inner child. And some of the tools that really helped me, as I mentioned before, was guided inner child meditations where you are literally guided into meeting your inner child while in a meditative state. It's absolutely beautiful. Highly, highly recommended. It was a transformative experience for me very early on in my journey to meeting my inner child journaling was another huge one for me to really check in with little Jessica's needs on a daily basis because sometimes and especially if you're like me where you have really suffered with addiction in many forms I realized very early on in my physical and emotional sobriety that I was just completely disconnected and out of touch with my feelings at all times because I was so afraid of them. I was so afraid of my emotional reactions to everything. So once you've cut out all the noise and you decided to establish that relationship with yourself, journaling really, really, really helped me identify what I was feeling at any given moment and really get to the root of whatever was under, you know, the emotion that I was feeling at that time. And... As I got more and more in touch with my emotions, I was able to better meet my own needs, which was helping heal my codependency, helping strengthen the voice of my intuition, and also helping me establish trust in myself, which trickled out into me actually being able to trust other people as well. But that's a whole other topic. Another tool that I would highly recommend is writing a letter to your inner child and basically as your adult self saying everything that you needed to hear at that age everything your inner little needed to hear tell it to them write it down to them or you can do the reverse write a letter to your grown-up self as your inner child you know, make it fun. Get out the the stickers and the, the crayons and make it cute. And, you know, as little you, write a letter to grown-up you and ask you for what you need or what you need at the point in time from the reference of, you know, the age that you were writing from. Another really, 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 really beneficial tool I found. And another one is literally treating yourself to whatever was missing from your upbringing no matter what your experience was growing up no matter how your childhood was most of us experience some sort of neglect whether this was actual physical neglect by not having our needs for food shelter attention met whether it was emotional neglect by you know parents that were absent or maybe we weren't even raised by our parents we were you know given to our older siblings to be looked after most of the time or our grandparents or any sort of emotional neglect any sort of physical neglect these are things that are unfortunately a part of our human experience because our parents didn't know what the fuck they were doing either you know so that's what reparenting is about so i'm gonna use an example of something that i did a little bit after 
I had met Jessica. When I was little, I was really obsessed with stickers. Absolutely obsessed with stickers. My mom thought they were a waste of money and she hated that like I would stick these stickers everywhere if she would buy them for me, like stick them on the walls, then she'd have to clean stick them on my desk, you know, in my hair, whatever. She was over it. She bought me stickers once and ever again, but I love stickers. So what did I do very soon after? I started meeting my inner child. I went to the store and I bought myself every sticker that my little heart could have ever desired. I just went crazy. I bought myself everything. I ended up buying not only stickers, I ended up buying coloring books. I ended up buying paint. I ended up buying crayons. I ended up buying colored pencils, all kinds of different drawing papers. I went crazy and let me tell you, it made me so happy, so happy. So basically I'm saying whatever was missing, whether that was, you know, you couldn't really eat the foods that you like, treat yourself. If you couldn't wear the kind of clothes that you wanted, wear them now. Who cares if people are going to judge you? You want to wear a Mickey Mouse shirt? Wear a Mickey Mouse shirt. Wear whatever you want. Wear whatever you couldn't. Go places that your parents didn't let you go you know if you wanted to go to a water park you had really cautious parents they didn't let you go go treat yourself do whatever it is that little you couldn't have done at that point within reason and within caution like take care of yourself please and like keep it legal but yeah treat yourself treat yourself let your inner child out to play and be creative and be inspired and then afterwards, when me and Jessica became best friends, me and my interchild locked hands and reunited, I had so much more energy. It's like all of these little things that I had been delaying doing around my house, little adulting things that I was too bored to do. I had so much energy. I was just doing knocking them out boom 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 one after the other and that's because I wasn't so exhausted by trying to control everyone around me and trying to manage my own emotional reactions to all these perceived hurts and this perceived neglect that I felt that I was experiencing from others but I was actually giving to myself this experience of neglect over and over and over again perpetually because I was ignoring Jessica I had so much more energy. I had so much more time. I was in such a better mood. I remember there was like a period, I think of about four days where I just could not stop smiling. Um, I'm pretty sure that a lot of people around me thought I was like on something, but I was for once just high on life, truly. And no matter what we've experienced or whether these are experiences that we can relate to in each other, what all of our inner children want to know is that they are never going to be abandoned again. They're never going to be neglected again because that person that we wanted to come save us and to meet all of our needs is us as an adult, you guys. So now that we're aware of this, it's kind of a responsibility to repair in ourselves and to give us the love and everything that we ever wanted to ourselves. So tell your inner little Jessica that you're never gonna leave them alone again and you got this. And you're here to hold their hand through anything that they might experience. And I promise you, you're going to plant the seed to begin establishing 
this beautiful, symbiotic, creative, nurturing partnership that is the absolute best feeling that I've ever, ever, ever experienced in my life, knowing that I have my own back. And it all starts with meeting our inner child. So it's like, okay, let's collectively just grieve for the end of childhood. Just grieve that the fantasy wasn't exactly how we had pictured it. Give ourselves the space to process that we aren't little kids anymore and everything wasn't perfect and it's never going to be. But at the same time, let's get excited for everything that we can create and everything that we can establish and everything that we can give ourselves. Because this is where the fun part starts. <laughs>